Hi, this is Amy Beheimer, and you are listening to the Habit Hub for Autoimmune Health, Habit 2. Question if your thoughts are true. Welcome to the Habit Hub for Autoimmune Health, a podcast to help you shift from managing autoimmune disease to creating autoimmune health using the power of everyday habits. I'm your host, Amy Beheimer, a coach and a doctor of pharmacy on a mission to create health and happiness with multiple sclerosis. Here, we focus on everyday lifestyle habits proven to help the mind and body heal from the cell up without sacrificing the true joys of life along the way. To create autoimmune health in the mind and body, you have to be great at one thing, the skill of mastering habits. That's why each episode includes everything you need to do just that. Evidence-based information and real-life inspiration from the experiences of my guests, my clients, and yours truly. All habit heroes brave enough to turn a desire for help into daily decisions to create it. Let's have some fun. Welcome, welcome. We are here to talk about today's habit, which is don't believe everything you think. We are in the mindset spoke of the Habit Hub with this one, which is likely my favorite since personally it's where I've experienced the most tangible transformations in my happiness and therefore in my health. Did you know that everything you think isn't necessarily capital T true? I have to admit, this one took me longer to make a habit than I care to admit. I spent almost three decades nodding along and agreeing with any old thought that decided to take up residency in my brain. Thoughts like, my life is worse with multiple sclerosis, or my future is completely unpredictable, or you should not be feeling this anxious. And I didn't make it a habit until I learned that there are tools to find the thoughts floating around in our brains on repeat and actually start using them, but more on that later. First time I knew this was even a thing was when I read Byron Katie's Loving What Is. I was in one of the toughest years of my life, settling into a diagnosis of multiple sclerosis, recovering from injuries following a car accident, and dealing with an unexpected and unwanted divorce. I don't remember how I found this book, but I am forever grateful I did. It's a book that helps with, shocker, loving what is. And the main takeaway for me years and years later is this. Asking ourselves, is it really true about our thoughts? And exploring all the often uncomfortable and humbling ways it may not be is totally worth it. If I've sparked your curiosity in the book, I really encourage you to go read it. I'll put the link in the show notes. So we have the what. Now let's cover the why of this habit. Our thoughts are powerful and they are the cause of something we all experience. They cause our feelings. Yep, that's how it works in these beautiful brains of ours. Every thought leads to a feeling, good, bad, or neutral. And here's the best part. Once we're aware of a thought, think of it like a sentence or a phrase running through our mind. We have a power to change it. If this is a new concept to you and you are thinking I'm crazy, give me a second to explain. I'll first dispel some myths that may be out there about our ability to change our thinking. First, it's not easy. It's a daily practice to weed and feed our collection of thoughts or our mindset a practice so worth having. A second myth is you may be thinking if we can control our thinking, we should be able to think positive and avoid negative emotions. This is not true at all. Sometimes we want to feel negative emotions. It's what makes us human. Without negative emotions, how would we ever know what positive emotions were like? An example is the thought that someone you love shouldn't have died. I don't know about you, but that's a thought worth having for me, even if it means I feel sadness and grief. 
where do thoughts come from anyway? With over 60,000 thoughts a day, and over 90% of them recycled from the day before, they are not all meant to be taken seriously. Many we have inherited from others close to us, maybe even being with us since childhood. Many are well-formed beliefs, which is really just a thought we've thought so many times we believe it is the capital T truth. But even those deserve to be questioned. Other thoughts may have been true at one time in your life, but not now. Our brains are wired to conserve energy, and these thoughts that are running on loop in well-worn grooves and pathways in our brain are easy, which is why the brain keeps choosing them. They're safe. They don't challenge the norm. Science shows there is a change in chemistry in our brain when we take a thought that lives only inside our head and put it out into the world. That could be speaking it out loud to yourself or someone. It could be writing it down. Just getting it outside of you helps because it instantly changes the relationship we have with the thought. One last note on why we may want to challenge our thoughts in question if they are serving us. They can drain our energy. You can't physically see yourself expending energy, but you can feel it happening when you are zapped and you can't quite figure out why, especially when your thoughts are arguing with reality. It's a dead-end street. All right, we've covered the what and the why. Now the how of this habit of not believing everything you think. First, I'm going to give you a few exercises to help you find the thoughts running through your brain, sometimes below the radar of our consciousness. Then we're going to go over a quick way to know how, if they're capital T true, meaning a fact or a circumstance, or if they're possibly not true, meaning they're a story or a thought. So how do we find thoughts and beliefs to even begin questioning if they are true or if they're serving us? The umbrella term I like to use is thought work, and I like to use these thought finders, both of which I learned from the first life coach I was ever exposed to, Brooke Castillo. This is not an all-inclusive list, but some ideas that have worked for me and clients I've worked with. First is journaling, a favorite of mine and many others. Using time to journal to do a brain dump or a thought download essentially is free writing with a rule of no judgment to get those thoughts outside of you. Just start writing without any filter and see what comes out. If you need permission to rip up the paper and throw it out after, do it. Anything to keep you from censoring yourself. I used to destroy my thought downloads, but now I keep them with specific instructions for my friend to locate them and destroy them should something ever happen to me. Another thought finder, meditation. For some, it's yoga, which is a meditation through movement. Prayer is another one that works and breath work for others. One of my favorite ways to find sneaky thoughts tucked away is by paying attention when I'm in a challenging situation. For example, when I'm spending time with someone who stirs up unwanted feelings, whether it's frustration or annoyance or judgment, I just get curious and go looking for what thoughts are creating it. Worth mentioning here, the ultimate thought finder is working with a coach. Having someone outside of our own brains to reflect back to us what we are thinking is a true game changer. Okay, so we have our thought and we're ready to question if it's true. Capital T true. Circumstances or facts are provable in a court of law. These are things that are 100% outside of our control. The weather, things that happened in the past or things that other people do fall into this category. These are things that every single person could agree on 100% of the time. Using my example from earlier, the circumstance or the fact that is capital T true is that I have a diagnosis of MS or multiple sclerosis. That means anything that doesn't fit the bill as a fact is a thought or a story. Thoughts and stories are how humans give meaning to circumstances. They are the sentences and phrases running through our mind, believe it or not, that we can control. 
coming back to my example, my thought, my life would never be as good with MS as without it is a thought, a story I was telling myself. But it felt true down to my bones, and I felt like I could make my case and get most people to agree with me. But taking the time to investigate the thought and decide if it was serving me to keep thinking it was really life-changing. Because our thoughts create our world, and I had a thought that was creating a life where I was letting my diagnosis of MS mean my life could never be as good. For that, I was doing all the right and healthy things to feel better, but I wasn't making any progress in feeling better. I was eating right, I was moving my body the best I could, but was always feeling really stuck. It was proof for me that when one area is neglected in the habit hub, the ride will always be a little rougher than it should be. So what are you thinking and believing that may be worth questioning if it's true? I help people find these sneaky thoughts so they can decide if they want to keep them and decide if they're serving them. Thoughts like, cooking healthy is too hard, or it's not realistic to cut down on processed foods, or I have to feel deprived to eat well, or I can't make changes because my family doesn't want to, or I have no control of my health with this disease. Are these facts or are they stories? For every one of these thoughts, you can replace it with an equally true thought that serves you, which means causes you to feel motivated or driven or curious to start taking action towards your goals. So instead of cooking healthy is too hard, how about I can learn to cook one healthy meal this month? Instead of it's not realistic to cut down on processed foods, try I can find one less processed alternative to a staple in my diet. Instead of, I have to feel deprived to eat well, how about, it's possible to learn a way to eat well and not feel deprived. Instead of, I can't make changes because my family doesn't want to, try, I can start with me. And the last one, instead of, I can't control my health with this disease, how does it feel to think I can create habits that help me heal? Take the time to note how that feels in your body compared to that first thought. Do you see a difference? Do you feel a difference? Does it feel more empowering? Remember, learning plus doing equals change. We've learned, now let's do. Start with a thought-finding exercise. Or maybe you know a thought or two you'd like to stop believing when you think it. Write it down. Share it with someone. You can even share it with me at amy at amybeheimercoaching.com. How often is this thought helpful? Most likely, not much. So how often do you do these thought downloads or these thought finders? You get to decide, but I urge you to consider making this a regular habit, even daily. Think of it like taking out the trash. There's less junk to remove when you stay on top of it. It's taken almost a decade to let go of that very true-seeming thought that my life is worse because of MS. But with time and a whole lot of practice, I can say I've replaced it with my new, shiny, have no reason to question if it's true because it serves me thought. And that is, my life is better because I have MS. And because our brains like to find evidence to support our thoughts, I find evidence for that everywhere. Turns out both thoughts are a story, meaning a story that our brain uses to make meaning of the fact that I have a diagnosis of MS. Consider for a minute how this is true, how neither of those thoughts are provable in a court of law. Ten years of work on this thought that I shouldn't have MS and I've made progress. I practice new thoughts that I consciously choose that feel better and that serve me. Thoughts like, I am healthier because I have MS, and I can find evidence for this everywhere. I've made changes to my movement, to my diet, to my mindset, all areas of the habit hub in an effort to improve my health with MS. 
and the side effect has been improved health in many other areas. Other thoughts that serve me is that MS may have spared me from another disease. I have no way of proving if this is true, but it's a thought that makes me feel grateful. Another thought I love is that I found my passion through MS. My passion to start Amy Beheimer Coaching and to serve others and help them live happy and healthy lives with autoimmune disease. And a last one that was offered to me by a coach years ago is that MS is just one card in my poker hand. Think of getting a two of hearts. If anybody plays poker, they may be able to relate to this. That card on its own may not be seen as a winning card or a card that's going to help you win, but one two paired with a couple other twos and maybe a couple sevens, and you have a winning hand, you have a full house. And so on its own, maybe MS isn't going to win me the hand, but it could just be one card in my winning hand. So thoughts like these may feel far off for you. And we never want to jump to thoughts that are so far from us believing them that they don't even resonate in our bodies. So we need to start small. We need to wiggle at those thoughts that we want to replace. Wiggle at it like a loose tooth. If you're resistant to this, it's completely understandable. But I urge you to hang with me because arguing with reality can be exhausting. It takes energy. And we've already talked about how we need that energy to do other things. So maybe start with whatever your thought is that you're questioning if it's true. Start with adding, it's possible that, dot, dot, dot. Or, I'm willing to believe that maybe, dot, dot, dot. Beliefs are things we've thought so much that we think they're capital T true. We get to choose the ones we want to keep, the ones that serve us. So let's get to work. I'd like to leave you with a quote from writer Lucy Mallory on the power of thoughts. She said, Every thought a person dwells upon, whether he expresses it or not, either damages or improves his life. Thank you for joining me for this episode of The Habit Hub. I am forever grateful for the time, energy, and attention you share with me. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode where I might just cover the habit your body has been waiting for. Check out www.amybeheimercoaching.com for more free resources, as well as details on how to take the information, inspiration, and insight you learned today and apply it to create autoimmune health and happiness in your life. Get in touch at amy at amybeheimercoaching.com. Special thanks to my editor, Sarah. The Habit Hub is a production of Amy Beheimer Coaching, LLC. Talk soon. Thank you.